Hey, this is Kat Kahn from Knoxville, Tennessee. And Tanya Rice from Minneapolis, Minnesota. We are grateful you've joined us. And we cannot wait to share with you the musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learn, laugh, and enjoy. And we hope you will share with us any of your comments or questions. Without further ado, this is Two Pittas on a Pod. Hello. Hi, Kat. Hi, Tanya. I'm always so surprised. It feels like a month since I've talked to you. Oh, I know. (laughs) I know. I, you know, I send these messages to you when I'm recording just because I love to listen to your voice. So I'm like, oh, well, if I'm not talking to her, at least I'm listening to her. (laughs) Well, and I do want to mention to any of our listeners out there, uh, Tanya is the mastermind of our editing. If it was left up to me, there would be a whole lot of coughing and laughing and snorting in there and some um, um, ums. And she is amazing at editing all of it out. So we sound pretty darn good. We do sound good. (laughs) My favorite thing. Like, man, we're podcasters. Heck yeah, we are. And we just published episode 131, I think. Was it 131, 132? Yeah, is that crazy? Mm-hmm. And that's not even counting our little mini episodes. I know. We're we're two two and a quarter years into it. Yeah. We're just and it's going. still fun. And we still keep coming up with stuff to talk about. I know. Because <laughs> we're rock stars. Either that or our brains are so full of stuff, we just have so much in there to get out. Well, there's a little bit of that, too. Yeah. But it's full of a lot of things. <laughs> it is full of a lot of stuff. A lot. What are we talking about today? Well, today we're going to talk about core stability and core strength. And a lot of times, I think people use those terms interchangeably, but they are very different. And so we'll talk about that some today. And in we talk about core strength and stability a lot in our yoga practice or in Pilates or fitness in general, but you need to have core strength and stability for life. It's not just so you can do a beautiful boat pose or a perfect handstand or crank out a crow without thinking. It's to help you live a better life. Yeah, there's no doubt. Plus, you know, energetically speaking, the stronger, more stable your core is. I know we keep sitting up taller. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm glad we're not a video podcast on this one. <laughs> Everybody be like, why are you guys so fidgety right now? Because <laughs> we're holding our stomach in, guys. <laughs> we're trying to sit as tall as possible. <laughs> but when it comes to energetics, like the more stable our core is, the more viable the pathway of energy is through the chakras, right? Because if mm-hmm. we fold over at the waist, we have to move that energy through that fold or that bind, right? But if we mm-hmm. have a nice, tall, strong core, then the energy can move up and down mm-hmm. peacefully. We'll say peacefully. <laughs> well, because core training isn't about creating the perfect six pack because not many of us are have enough lean tissue there to even have a six pack or we may have one, but it's covered up. But the main thing that we want to do is stabilize our spine to help prevent injuries, stabilize our whole trunk so that we can have a strong core to uh, keep from being injured and to be able to, to be a little more successful in just life, like I said earlier. Yeah. Well, and so if you think about all the things that go along with core stability, core strength, and I have a little bit on anatomy, which we can come to later, but you know, we talk about the chakras, we can talk about Agni from the Ayurvedic side. I mean, we can take core strength and core stability down many sciences, like, right? Mm-hmm. Like, e- even though we talk about it a ton 
in yoga. It's also highly referenced in energy medicine in the chakras. It's also highly referenced in Ayurvedic medicine and Agni and the importance of keeping that fire in the belly. So, mm -hmm. I mean, we can, we can, let's start. Like, where we are we going to start? <laughs> well, I think we should first tell people what the difference between strength and stability is. The strength is that ability to produce force with uh, throughout any kind of a given mo movement. And stability, on the other hand, refers to the ability to resist unwanted movement. So core strength, therefore, kind of produces force throughout the movement, like a sit-up or a back extension. And core stability is when all the muscles of the core tighten strategically to resist any unwanted motion. Oh my gosh, I love that. <laughs> it's like the difference between a gut grunt and the mm -hmm. ability to withstand a gut punch. Punch. <gasps> I like that. I love that yeah. too. I'm like, oh my gosh, like light bulbs. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> because that like plays right into that piece of energy that I was just talking about. It's like mm -hmm. the, the ability in the third chakra to be able to speak what you wish to manifest and hold that strength. Like, no, I am valid. I am worthy. I am doing this mm -hmm. versus on the flip, the ability for you to also have a healthy enough third chakra that when things come at you, you're able to withstand and let it, for lack of a better terms, just bounce right off of you. Mm -hmm. Right? Right off of those strong cores. Yeah, right? Yeah. Right off that strong <laughs> cores. Like, nope, boing, just nope, not, not going to let that in. I'm not going to let that phase me. Mm -hmm. I am valid. I am worthy and I am doing this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, another thing that having that strong core does besides protect the spine, it a lot of people are struggling with back pain. So having a strong core can reduce back pain. It can enhance just your movement patterns. It helps with your balance because standing, just standing in place, you're balancing. So having core stability can protect your back even when you're just standing. But it also having a strong core gives you better posture yep. and nice stability when you're in that posture. Yep. And we all know that when we have a strong and stable core, and when we're referring to core, we're referring, like you say, not only to the abdominal muscles on the front side of the body, but we're also referring to all the structural muscles on the back side of the body that are spine re relative because the core is not just the front side of the body. The core mm -hmm. is everything between the pelvis and the shoulders, mm -hmm. really, that is protecting our internal organs. It's protecting our lung space, our heart space. Like there's a lot that's happening in that visceral region, right? Mm -hmm. And so you also consider that you talk about the importance of stability in your life. But we also know that when stuff's not right, I was going to say shit, when shit's not right <laughs> in the core, we feel it. We don't yeah. sleep well. Maybe our hips are out of balance. Maybe we're getting sciatica. Maybe we're having indigestion. Like there's other things that go awry when our core is unstable. So yeah. Do you have a list of like your favorite yoga postures for core? I do. I do. I have, how many do I have? Three, six, I've got eight. The first one, I think pretty much anyone can do. We even do this in our chair classes is spinal balance. I guess some people may call it bird dog, but spinal balance. And that one is, you'll even see that if you go, go to physical therapy for back pain. They, physical therapists use spinal balance a lot, but we do that a lot in yoga. Any kind of a plank and a forearm plank, I prefer forearm planks. They're a little more intense, but they also are a lot less intense on my 
wrists and we know i've got other yeah got all these problems down dog and three-legged dog both are not really seen much as core poses they're really seen more as stretching out the back body but they're big core poses and you know we consider them resting poses but you're working your core the whole time one thing that i like to do are toe taps when you're lying on your back with your legs at a 90 degree angle in the air and just alternating tapping your toes down so it's pretty simple you can make it harder by lifting your upper body up and doing all kinds of things with your arms but just simple toe taps can get down into the deeper layers of the abdominals boat pose is fabulous side plank and i have been playing with warrior three a lot lately and i've been teaching broken warrior three with arms in cactus and the extended leg bent and it has just been lovely so it's made it much more accessible for a lot of people so it's more it's harder than airplane or balancing stick pose or stick pose and so it's just given it a whole different dimension i love that (laughs) i have most all of those the only other thing i have that maybe isn't necessarily yogic in its nature but for people who have inability maybe to participate in a full yoga class can with a hand on the wall practice marching in place Mm -hmm. marching in place is actually really really core intelligent and if you you know begin to get fancy about it you can alternate tapping arms to knees or tapping arms to inside of Mm -hmm. ankles and really trying to build the strength of the core and the reason this comes up is like quite literally the aftermath with my mom and that ability to walk up and down stairs so as I start to adapt sort of some of my yogic thinking to you know sometimes some geriatric care Mm -hmm. is the ability to just lift the knee to step on the next step as you're going up a set of risers right and then Mm -hmm. so now this is literally marching in split in place to really work that like you talk about that low 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 abdominal which Mm -hmm. is these are necessary you know things that you know in order to remain you know strong and capable right I was going to touch base on your walking in place. I'm glad you mentioned that because one thing I like to have people do is stand in mountain pose and put their hands on their belly and just barely lift their legs and feel their muscles working. A lot of times you can feel just the hip flexor moving, but if you can get that knee up um, and that quad parallel to the floor, it's so much core. It's incredible. And people, especially the intermediate and advanced classes, I think a lot of times needs a reminders that simple movements can be very intense. Very intense. That brings me to my second favorite, which is a no impact sit up that I learned when I was having some of the abdominal stuff that I was having is lying on your back and bringing your knees up towards you, but not crunching, like literally just leaving your knees up towards you, your shins parallel, placing your hands on your thighs and creating that isometric hold. Mm -hmm. So as you press the thighs away, you use the thighs to press into the arms and just that, you know, you're using your own body strength, but just that contraction is so fantastic for the abdominals and it's completely safe for the low back. Mm -hmm. People discount isometric contractions a lot because they seem too easy. I'm just sitting here and holding my stomach in. But <laughs> but yes, you are. But an isometric contraction is so powerful. And I love that you teach that in class. That's fabulous. One thing I used to have people do is just periodically throughout the day, just stand up real straight and pull their stomach in and hold it for a minute and try to do that 10 times a day. Um, I, now I have had clients before in my class,
classes know this because I tell them this story all the time, but I've had um, a few people that have come in before and they're like, every time I'm at a stoplight, I hold my stomach in the entire stoplight. And I'm, that's, that's awesome. Do you hold your breath too? And they're like, oh, maybe. <laughs> I'm like, okay, don't hold your breath when you're driving, okay? Stoplight or not. <laughs> but <laughs> so, but I mean, you can fit isometric contractions in at various times throughout your day, and it's easy to do. And when you hold your stomach in and pull your shoulder blades down, that engages the muscles in your back. And when you really kind of think about corseting your ribs and pulling that to the midline, you really can work your entire trunk, yeah. you know, contractions. Yeah, 100%. I think about like some of our pranayamas, like our Kapalabhati breathing and our breath of fire and how much abdominal work goes into even Bellow's breath, right? Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of abdominal work that goes into those three pranayamas and they're very effective at creating heat in the body because it's like doing little mini breath push-ups or sit-ups, mm -hmm. right? And yeah. Can you remind people how to do both of those breaths? I can. So Kapalabhati pranayama is where where you're taking a long inhale and you're using your abdominals to snap out the exhales and you're snapping out the exhales until all of your breath is gone. And then you take another inhale and you use the snapping of the belly to snap out the exhales and then take another breath in. The difference between it and breath of fire is breath of fire is sustainable in that as you're snapping the exhales, you're also allowing a passive inhale so that you can actually keep that breath up. So it's more like a consistent in and out. And then bellows breath is an actual very like very much like the bellows for a fire. It's very much a deep in, a deep out, a deep in, a deep out, a deep in, a deep out, and it's equal length. Mm -hmm. I never use those breaths in my class. Really? I never use, I mean, I'll use a myriad of other breaths, but I never use those. Oh, and I my need three to. Favorites. I know. <laughs> <laughs> they're my three favorites. <laughs> okay. Well, so as we continue on the topic of core, I'm going to flip it a little bit to the energy side of it in chakra three. And so all these postures that you and I mentioned, super amazing for the third chakra, but other things to consider for the third chakra, yellow as the color, yellow as the food. Food, bananas, yellow squash, yellow peppers, yellow pears, yellow potatoes, all the things yellow, right? Mm -hmm. And consider citrus oils. So if you love using your essential oils, citrus oils. So lemon, lime, orange, wild orange, all the citrus, grapefruit, all of the citrus oils fall within the core. And then if you are considering working meditation, the third chakra is super amazing for those pranayamas we mentioned, but also uh, using it for mantra work and using it in corporation with your morning routine when it comes to Ayurveda to build your Agni, being mindful to do your mantras with your morning meditation and whatever that mantra is, repetition, 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 and mm -hmm. always in the I am statement and using a positive verb, right? Mm-hmm. All those things. But then when you roll it then down the hill to the Ayurvedic side, being mindful that Agni 
is the fire that sits within the third chakra. And that's really our, it's our, it's our gut feelings. It's our ego center. It's the fire that gets us out of bed in the morning and gets us moving and gets us doing things. It's the fire that brings us to both joy and sometimes sorrow, but it's also the fire that burns up sort of all of our iniquities. It's the fire that burns up all of our negative emotions. So when things come up, we need to have that strong inner flame Mm -hmm. so that we not only approach things with a strong physical body, but that we also approach things with a strong energetic body, right? Mm -hmm. And so part of that is no ice water, right? We've talked about this before. We literally pour ice water on the fire inside our belly and our belly has to come back up in temperature to 98.6 to get our metabolism back and to, you know, get our digestion back on track. Mm -hmm. So, and then if you're feeling like your Agni's low, throwing in a little spice to heat it up, like, right, there's things we can do to help monitor that temperature of that fire in our belly. And a person Mm -hmm. says, well, how do I know what the temperature is? Oh, you know, if you're having (laughs) heartburn, your fire's too high, right? Mm -hmm. If you have slow sluggish digestion, your fire's too slow, right? So there's ways to detect it, but so cool. I love talking core stability, inner strength. You know, I was waiting for you to talk about crystals that you might stick in your bra. Everyone was laughing the other day in class when I talked to, when we were handing out some rocks and they're like, well, what do you do with them? I'm like, I don't know, stick them in your pocket, stick it in your bra. I've got, I carry one in my change purse all the time. That's just a grounding stone. And they're all looking at me like I've lost my mind. (laughs) Nope. But, you know, if you are focused on the solar plexus chakra, you can stick citrine and tiger's eye are the ones that um, I think of most, but also yellow quartz and I don't know, pyrite. What else? What else would be good stones? I guess for inner strength and, you know, probably because we're talking about the spine, the middle of our body, any kind of inner strength stones would probably be, would suffice to bloodstones, garnet. Yeah, 100%. I was just thinking they make different colored selenites and Mm -hmm. I think you could use selenite too for a third chakra stone. We use (sighs) selenite a lot in Reiki and Mm -hmm. placing it on the belly helps the energy flow up from the ego center, the Agni Mm -hmm. center. I've I've only ever thought about the, the white selenite. Mm, we know they had blue color. selenite and they really? selenite. <sighs> mm-hmm. See, I want to come to your studio and just go shopping for rocks someday. <laughs> right on. <laughs> right on. So moral of the story, friends, take care of your core, both strength and stability. That means being able to stand up tall and grunt out what you need to grunt out to get mm-hmm. it done. And also be able to be stable enough that when things come your way, you can withstand it. Mm -hmm. Do you have any books that have anything geared towards the core? Core specific. I didn't even look at that. Well, I was thinking about the Tara Stiles book, um, Slim Calm Sexy Yoga. She did in that one and in her Yoga Cures book, they both have sections on like she's got flows for strong core, flows for abs, things like that. But in her um, Yoga Cures book, she has things that deal with digestion and different kinds of ailments that 
that are centered more in that in the trunk of the body. So those are two kind of and they're her books are very simply written and very easy for anyone to just pick up and totally get. You don't have to spend hours dissecting what is meant by it. So it's a very fast, easy read. On And it has like pretty little flows that you can do. Oh, I love it. Well, you know, I was thinking, you know, we just remind everyone that we work on the core and we talk about doing core exercises all the time to look better in our clothes. And that's, that's just a nice little side benefit fit, but weak core muscles can leave you more prone to poor posture and that can cause low back pain. It can cause different muscle injuries. So strengthening your core muscles and helping to stabilize your body, your core can help any existing pain get better. It can also help prevent accidents and injuries if you fail or if something else, if you fall or something else happens. So it's important to always be mindful of the core and don't, don't, you know, rush out of a class. If you're going to a fitness class and they're doing more of concentrated core work at the beginning or the end, don't miss it. It's important to your body. You need it. 100%. Perfect. I'm Kat Kahn. And I'm Tanya Rice. And this is Two Pittas. On a pod, signing off. Thank you for listening to Two Pittas on a Pod. We're grateful you joined us. Join us again for more musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learned, laughed, and enjoyed this podcast. And we hope you will share your comments or questions. Email us at twopittasonapod at gmail.com. And like us on Facebook and Instagram at Two Pittas on a Pod.